Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gray Area Podcast, where we have the conversations people are afraid to have with the people they're afraid of. And currently, who I have in studio as a guest is Gina. What's happening? Hi. It's my first time on Cozy. Yes. I'm so excited. I watch Nick's stream every night. Well, the morning after, because he starts so late. And I got to go to bed early because of the baby. So, yes. But I watch his live stream, the replay, every morning. I will tell Nick, let Gina on Cozy. That's, that is like, <laughs> that is my goal. That's a life dream of mine to stream on Cozy one day. We will make it happen. How are you doing, Gina? How is everything? I'm great. Everything's good. I was just showing you cute, cute pictures of my baby. My baby I love it. She's love uh, it. six months old now. We put her in the little laundry basket today. It was really cute. So life is good. Things how, are good. How was motherhood? Motherhood is the most incredible thing in the world. There are no words to describe how amazing motherhood is. Um, I, I, I always knew I wanted kids. I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but I was honestly, I was nervous because years of programming and, and being told that having kids would ruin your life and, and would, would stop you from doing the things that you love doing. But it's just, it's really incredible how like becoming a mother just automatically truly changes all of your priorities and, everything just becomes better. You have so much more meaning and fulfillment. And honestly, I think the one thing that I always want to tell women is that you don't realize how much fun you're going to have as a mom. I, I can't I can't believe how much fun it is. So yeah, it's amazing. I love it. So I, I guess we right into it. So how, I want to know this before I get to the topic I wanted to talk about because you, you just said it. How has motherhood changed you, do you think? So this is what I, I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking over the last few months about motherhood. Um, I am a firm believer, and this is by design. This is how God created us. I truly believe that becoming a mother makes you a better person in just about every measurable category. I think that more women should have children, and I think that society would become better if more women became mothers because becoming a mother makes you a completely different and a much better person. I think the first thing that it does is that it makes women much less selfish. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, what's one of the the number one thing that makes women insufferable today is that they are so self-obsessed. They love talking about themselves. They love posting pictures of themselves online. They blame everyone else for their problems and they just cannot imagine that they are the problem to all of their, they're, they're the core of all their problems in their life. So the thing about becoming a mother is that number one, it makes you much less selfish. It makes you completely turn around the way that you think about the world and you think about yourself and all of a sudden you have this helpless, human being that relies on you for everything, everything from day one. I mean, when you bring the baby home from the hospital, like her eyes aren't even open. Um, and so it makes you a much less selfish person. It makes you much more compassionate. It makes you patient. It makes you soft. It makes you more feminine. Um, but when I say feminine too, it, it gives you this sort of feminine strength and that sort of like mama bear strength that you just would never, the way that my mom puts it, she says, when you become a mom, you become fearless in a way that you never thought was possible. And she was 100% right. Like, I just feel like becoming a mom has made me so much more fearless and more bold um, and, and and much more beholden to my beliefs. So <clears throat> what I've noticed, and this is crazy, because the main thing when I was growing up about finding a woman is that women don't believe in submitting. Matter of fact, the word submit alone, the word submit alone will get a woman going and cursing you out from where I'm from, yeah. obviously, High Point, North Carolina. And uh, it's almost like women want to be men or they think they're in competition with men. Yeah. 
what is your thoughts on that? Why is that? And how I know it's gonna be a little, I know it's three questions, but how can we sort of revert yeah. back to God's way? Yeah, that is it is a phenomenon that's happening on a mass scale. I think women they do not like the word submit. They they push back against it and they will fight with every single being against against submitting. They think it's something that is what's the word? They think it's um, demeaning. When it's actually the most empowering thing you can do is to not only submit to to a good man and to his leadership, but also submit to God's natural order. That submission is actually something that brings you freedom. That's what 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 helps you, like I said, feel more fulfilled and feel more like yourself. And you suddenly have, you know what, what the meaning of your life is. You know what the purpose of your life is. But I think the reason that women hate submitting is because, going back to what I was saying about being selfish, is that when you are a slave to your selfish desires, the devil will do anything he can to stop you from turning away from your selfish desires. And so we now live in a society that is female dominated. We know that to be true, which is ironic because what's the message being peddled right now to young men and women is that we live in some sort of patriarchy. Talk to them. But the truth of the matter is we live in a society that is ruled by women. Men are doing far worse in our society than, than women are. Men are much more likely to die from suicide. They're much more likely to die from overdose of opi opioids. Um, they're more likely to file for bankruptcy, be homeless, uh, commit a crime, end up in prison. Women are much more likely to graduate from college and have a degree. They actually, women in their 20s actually out-earn men by 17%. And we say that it's in their 20s because by their 30s, most women leave the workforce or they go part-time. But when women are in the workforce, just as much as men are, they actually dominate and they do better, they perform better, and they get, they get paid more. So we are living right now in a female-dominated society. Not even, let alone, we haven't even mentioned entertainment and media and everything you see online. It's made for women. It's geared towards women. So women right now are being propped up as the end-all, be-all. Right. And so Nick talks a lot about simping. So the reason that we have so many young men now who are simping is because our society has put women on a pedestal to make us believe that we're the ones in charge. We're the ones that people should be looking up to. And the future is female. I mean, that that, disgusting. that phrase is so disgusting. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I think personally, you know, people know me for coming out the LGBT, LGBT community, but. I think that wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for feminism. Oh, for sure. My, my, my whole thing always goes back to feminism. It does, yeah. And, it, and and feminists are the ones who ushered in. I mean, the reason that we're now at a point where, where teachers are trying to talk to children about sexuality at the age of five is because of feminism. I agree. That's where you can really trace back. That's how we got to gay marriage. That's how we got to people celebrating Dave Rubin and David Janet creating babies in a petri dish and, and renting women's wombs is because it all started with feminism because the thing about women is that we are more compassionate we are more um we're much more emotionally driven and we we are much more concerned with the, the false god of equality than men are so when you put all that together and then you send out this propaganda and all these messages about needing to give equal treatment and equal rights to gay people, to trans people, to whatever other kind of degenerates that our society is trying to tell us are normal. Women, our nature is to just be compassionate. And so we hear this message that's being given to us wrapped up in a faux bow of compassion, right? This I fake agree. compassion. And so what that's done now is you have women on mass who are supporting these things like gay marriage, supporting teachers talking about sexuality to their children, to their students. And this is how we ended up here. So uh, interesting. There's this video, right? A guy did in Israel in the Middle East 
uh, where a lot of Muslims and Jews are. And he went around and asked people, how do they feel about same-sex marriage? And the interesting thing about it is only one guy agreed with it. Right. The only people that continue on a consistent basis saying, I don't want to judge them or they're fine with me, it's always women. It's all, and it's because women are more nurturing, compassionate. Yep. Women are more sympathetic. We're more gullible. Um, yeah. And and that's what's crazy. So when you let, which is why personally, uh, and this might be, you might disagree with this, but this is why I think personally women are not meant to lead. Not a country, not a not not a complete organization. And I'm not saying women can't be in certain positions, but I think men are hardwired to lead. I was actually just going to say that. I was going to say that the reason that women come to these conclusions of, of redefining marriage and all this is because they are not being led by men. I think that men are natural leaders. I think that the, one of the reasons that we've gotten to the point where we are in society is because women refuse to allow men to lead because they think it's demeaning. They think it's somehow going to diminish who they are, but we actually find our true power. And we know this because the Bible tells us this is that women find our true power in submitting to God's natural order, but also submitting to a man. And I think that it's, it's, it's really important to understand that men are meant to be leaders and that if we would look to men more often, I mean, it's like that joke they always say, I mean, Hillary Clinton made, she didn't make this joke, but she made this, she said something like the only reason that Republican women vote Republican is because their husbands guide them to, which is a good thing. It's actually a good thing. And there's something, you know, that they like to make fun of conservative women, but that's actually a really good thing to be led by men because when we're talking about leadership and when we're talking about policy and the way that society is going to be shaped on a larger scale, men are the ones who are more rational. Men are the ones who need to be, who need to have their hands in that much more than women do. I agree. I saw a tweet and it said, um, somebody argued and said, well, well, cause Shamika posted a tweet and said she won't, she wouldn't vote for a woman president. Would you? No. <laughs> yeah, I surely wouldn't. No, I can't even believe it's a question. Yeah, so Sabika said she she wouldn't. And then uh, somebody said, well, men are just as emotional. And then somebody responded so perfectly and said, you can say men have emotions also, but women start with emotions, then go to logic. Men start with logic, then bring in emotions. Right, and then also a response to that is there's always 10% of each gender um, is sort of the outlier, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got 10% of men who lead with more feminine qualities, and you've got 10% of women who lead with more masculine qualities. The exception does not disprove the rule. And so even if, so you see a lot of these dumb comments, like, well, I know a guy who's really, really emotional, and he's always crying, and he's always leading with his emotions. Okay, well, that guy's obviously an exception to an the exception. rule. Facts. And, 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 and exceptions to the rule, they don't disprove the rule. Facts. They don't disprove the rule, and I don't think uh, minorities should be uh, where we make decisions from. Right, you know exactly. What I'm saying? So exactly. uh, I, I think that's a lot of issue we have. I, I'm glad we actually agree on everything. So far, so far, so far. So you brought up Nick, Nick Fuentes, by the way. I'm such a Nick stand. <laughs> I will stand Nick forever. So I know he came on your podcast, which I watched, which was amazing, and I see y'all podcast. I think y'all almost had 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, we're getting there. Which is lit. Which is lit. It I mean, is until growing. we get deplatformed. Yeah, but then you can, you know, I'm gonna hit up Nick. Maybe you can stream on Cozy. Don't play, Bryson. Don't, don't, don't tease like I'm that. A, Be a I'm, dream. I'm a text. I'm a literally text Nick. When we're done, I'm, 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 I'm a text Nick. No fact, uh, no cap. People in the chat saying Gina is humble. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, the next question is in the realm of politics, specifically the conservative movement. So, I don't know if you know, but Disney is obviously blatantly grooming your children. Yeah. 
Now, I don't know why this is a shock to conservatives. Disney has been grooming your children for the last seven years. Right. Uh, but I guess this one statement by Disney created an entire thing she wants at the very bare minimum 50% of characters right. in Disney shows to be LGBTQ. Now, I brought the conservative movement because I see a lot of people complain about this. What's your views on the Disney Channel thing? thing? I don't know why we're at all surprised, first of all. And I mean, I think a lot of this is is on it's on conservatives, too, because the reason that we have arrived here is one of the reasons is because we allowed society to redefine marriage. And so the reason that we're even having these conversations is because we allowed everyone to redefine what it means to be married. A husband and a wife is what constitutes a marriage. And so now because you had, I mean, even some conservatives today still say that, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what they do behind closed doors, right? It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't oh, hurt Lord. you if two gay guys can get married. It doesn't hurt you. I hear that. I hear that every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, <clears throat> and it's really pathetic that even conservatives have fallen into this trap. And so, I mean, it's not surprising that, that Disney, that, cause that woman said, she said, my not so subtle gay agenda. Those mm-hmm. were her exact words, my not so subtle gay agenda. And she said that Disney and all of the execs have always known that her goal and her mission is to gayify Disney. Yep. Which is so disgusting. This I mean, is for children. This is for kids. <laughs> and then she and then she looks into the camera and she says, I am um, I have a I have two trans kids. One of my kids is transgender and one is pansexual. Okay, you belong in jail. Facts. Number one. Number one, call child services. If any if any parent said that just seven to ten years ago, you would have called child services and they would have been in prison. But now what we see is degeneracy being propped up as mainstream. So obviously it's not surprising that Disney has gotten to this point. But, I mean, a lot of the fault still falls on the conservatives because when we allowed our society to redefine marriage, a lot of conservatives were, were in that same boat too. Correct. 2015 is when under Barack Obama's Supreme Court – basically overruled all the states. Because I don't know if you know this, most states, including California, voted against same-sex marriage. Right. And then the Supreme Court said, well, we don't really care about what y'all want in y'all states. We're going to force same-sex marriage on you anyway. Right. And as uh, soon as the Supreme Court passed that, that was 2015. It's 2022. Seven years later, we have men fully competing against women in sports. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And then all of a sudden, people like to say, oh, but this isn't right. Oh, this yeah. this isn't okay. It, it, it would have been okay if all the trans people just, you know, stayed out of sports. No, the reason that a man competing in women's sports isn't okay is because a man pretending to be a woman isn't okay. Facts. Period. It's common sense. Period. It's, and I, I, listen, I've seen this, and it has. it's so crazy to me. I saw Tommy Loren, because you know uh, Big Bruce. Big Bruce has got a, became an official contributor Fox. with Fox. And I don't even think CNN has a has a tranny as an official contributor yet. Look how progressive Fox yeah, is. Yeah, that's crazy. But um, And I saw uh, Tommy Loren uh, posting about it, calling Big Bruce a she- yeah. All types of stuff. Yeah. And she speaks at all of these conservative conferences, conferences, which I'm not surprised because Big Bruce be at these conferences also. Where do you think we're headed? If we're doing this, because now we're trying to outpace the left, it seems like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you remember when you came on my show a couple weeks ago and yes. you said, you said, give it five years, you're going to have conservatives calling trans people by their preferred pronouns. Literally the next day, the next day, Matt Schlapp tweeted that we need to have compassion for William Thomas. Uh, facts. And he called him a she, her, whatever, and he pretended he played into the fantasy like William Thomas was was some 
girl that that needs our compassion. That was the next day. The next day, I saw that and I was like, I told Scarlett, I just talked about this on Gina's podcast. You literally just said that, and, and that was live. And then I tweeted this. I tweeted this that day, and people got so angry at me. I said, if William Thomas put on a MAGA hat, he'll be speaking at all the conservative events. Hundred percent. And then people got mad about like, you're crazy. This is not what conservatives and Republicans are about. Yes, it is. Yeah, a lot of people, when you tweeted that, people were like, is he serious? What is he talking about? I'm like, no, he's right. Because uh, look what happened to Bruce Jenner. He literally was just like, I'm Republican, and then had the support of all these, quote, conservative people. So where are we headed? I mean, <laughs> 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 no, we're good. I mean, this is why I, I'm, this is why I don't even like, I almost don't even like being called a conservative right now. Call me a right-wing extremist, whatever. Yes, me I too, just, same. Conservative means Nothing. Conservative today means liberal five to ten years ago. Facts. It's uh who said this? It was a libertarian that said uh conservatism is just uh progressive and dropping a speed limit or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Was it Michael yeah. Malise? Probably. It I might think have been so. somebody said that, and I used to argue against that, but now you and it's I, true. It's true because he wasn't referring to the definition of conservative or what it's meant to be. He's actually just referring to how conservatives how they act and you know even before this a lot of conservatives would have blair white i don't even know what's his name i don't even know blair's real name i don't know blair's real but name. he is the his you just, you just got me so like <laughs> listen listen gina listen that one is so crazy to me because this man got like six hundred thousand twitter followers i don't know why he was on um the the Tim Cast the Tim Pool show with Alex Jones and Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan. It made me you know not watch it. I, I still haven't watched it because I can't. I get like a reaction when I see like trans trans people. Yeah. Like, like, like literally. Yeah, no. Because it is of Satan. It is so disgusting. And I watch. Oh my god. I watch conservatives say the same thing about everybody. Well, he's combating the LGBT narrative. He's going against the left. How can a man dressing like a woman change his name to a girl name, trying to call himself a she? Right. How can he combat the left wing narrative? He yeah. is the left wing narrative. Yeah, yeah, he is the left wing narrative embodied. Yeah, and they think that because he says that there's only two genders, they they, they want to prop him up as if he's some kind of like hero or something. Oh, man, listen, it, it's the, sick. The scary thing to me is, I could see some logic if these people were like intelligent people, but all they do is say the same talking points. It's, you know, you're not conservatives get They take the same message and just retweet it in yeah. different ways. And everybody give us the same thing. And people are like, well, they say a lot of things we agree with. Well, they say the same talking points. It's the same thing. Yeah. Have you ever seen them in a debate? And it's the same safe talking points. The same safe talking points. Yeah. And then, you know, these LGBT people in the movement, they can't wait for something to happen with LGBT so they can come out and be like, I'm against this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. As they dress like a woman. Um, you know, I mean, listen, I, I just want your opinion on that because, you know, I can go, I can go, I can go all day on that. I can go all day on that. Um, so what I want to ask is we talked about women and the nature of women yep. and how women should be. We talked about this entire movement, how disgusting is getting. What can we do? Well, number one, we all need to return to God. That that's really the number one thing that we have to do. We're, we're, amen, amen. <laughs> we're not going to see any change in society, and I think we all need to humble ourselves. And I think on the level of like what we're doing, I think we need to spread God's word. I think we need to speak the truth. And I had Kongman on my show. I know you had mm -hmm. him on his show too. And 
And he said, he said the same thing. He said, now is the time to really speak out and, and spread God's word and spread the gospel. And he's 100% right because there, it's a funny thing. I see a lot of conservatives I know who are Christian, but they don't talk much at all, if at all, about Christ and Christ's sacrifice for us and what that means for the world and their faith. And I think out of all the topics that we could talk about right now, we can talk about marriage and women and men's roles in society. We can talk about politics and transgender and gay marriage and all that, but none of that is nearly as important as talking about, it's talking about God and, and, and Christ's sacrifice for us. And the more that we talk about Jesus, I think the more that we have, we have a better chance of turning this all around. Why do you think that is? Now me, I have my reasons. Why do you think a lot of these influencers, especially when they get to a certain level, they sort of get away from topics like the Bible. I'm not going to say any names, you know, out of respect. But there's people that I was watching before I even went viral. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And they used to be heavy talking about the Bible, talking right. about God. And then, like, years later, it's like you rarely hear yeah. it. Why do you think that is? That's Because it's the hardest thing to talk about. It's it's the hardest line to draw in the sand. It's It's much easier to draw the line when it comes to gay marriage or trans stuff. But it's very, very difficult in a very secular world that laughs at the existence of God and that blasphemes God on a regular basis. It's extremely difficult to be open about your faith. And God calls Christians to, to live at a, high, at a higher standard than anybody else. But that's, it's the most difficult path to walk. And so I think that's why a lot of influencers, once they get to a certain level, they become blinded by the success they've created, by the money they're making, by the friends that they've made. And so, I mean, I think that's why a lot of so-called Christian conservatives came out in support of Dave Rubin and David Janet because they knew that drawing a hard line in the sand and saying no to that and saying that was wrong would probably have cost them some friendships and relationships, would have cost them money in whatever sense, it would have cost them status or, or, or their platform. And there is a lot more to lose. There's way more to lose when you talk about God than there is anything else. Shout out to Mark Dice, by the way. Mark is savage. Savage. I thought he was more savage than I was in his response. Yeah, he was. I said, shout out to Mark Dice. But, you know, I I got two more topics to bring up because I I don't want to go too long. But I want to revert back to what we were talking about in the beginning. And to me, it seems like, so I look at things in a basic way, right? Two parents, a man and a woman married, are supposed to raise children. A woman, not saying a woman can't make money because women in biblical days made money, but they did it in ways that didn't come uh, with the cost of giving your kids to the world. That's right. And what I see now is a lot of people paying convenience over children. Mm -hmm. They want the two cars. They want the, 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 the bigger house. And they're not willing to sacrifice. The reason I say that is because when, when two parents are working, and you're raising a child, and you work in a, a job. I'm talking about like a, a, a nine to five where you got to be in an office for eight hours a day, and, and the man is doing the same thing. You're not raising your child for a certain section of that day, if you like it or not. So I grew true. up, I love my parents. I think my parents are so awesome, but a lot of stuff I learned wasn't from them. Yeah. <laughs> Gabrielle, my sister in the back, a lot of stuff we learned wasn't from them. We were going and we got it elsewhere in the world. And do you think 
that that is, I think that's one of the biggest plagues of this of, of society currently. Yeah. So I what's agree. your what's your view on that? Well, I, I'll talk about it first of all from a personal perspective. I mean, I ended up quitting my job a couple of weeks after I had my baby, and I I don't know. I just always kind of expected that I would work, keep my job with Candace and Blexit, and like maybe find some sort of like work from home hybrid. But as soon as I had my daughter in my hands, I looked at my husband and I was like, and we both looked at each other. And he was like. and I was like and and I knew it was time I had to quit and it was it was not a hard decision it was but it wasn't it mostly wasn't a hard decision because I I agree with you I think one of the biggest problems in society right now is that we are willingly giving up our children to be raised not only by other people but by the world Mm -hmm. and we live in a pretty good area right and I know a lot of moms around here who they send their kids to schools that they say they like, even if it's like a private Christian school. <laughs> but I still look around and I'm like, I, I don't care what kind of red county or red state we live in. Like, I'm, I'm still going to raise my child and I'm going to I'm going to educate my own child. And so my husband and I, we talked and we were like, we know that, you know, I'm going to homeschool her. And I just cannot I cannot imagine when she was like six or seven weeks old and they told me they wanted me back in the office. I went in the office for two days and then I quit. Because I just, I, I could not do it. It felt, it didn't only feel unnatural, but it felt really wrong. It mm-hmm. felt like I was doing something very, very wrong by leaving. And I wasn't even leaving my daughter at daycare. I was leaving my daughter with my mom, who I like obviously trust. She's the only other human being besides my husband that I trust fully implicitly with my daughter. My daughter's with her right now. But even then I was like, this is so wrong. My, my child, like her eyes are barely open. And so I was like, I walked in and I quit. And a lot of people thought I was crazy for quitting. And a lot of people thought that there was like beef between me and Candace because mm-hmm. they couldn't have imagined any other reason for me to quit that job that I had. But I just like, I, I couldn't do it. And they gave me like a work from home option for three months. They were like, look, well, mm. and it was generous. I was like, okay. And it would have been like by the end of March. Right. So they were like, okay, so why don't you, you work from home for three months? And, and I accepted it, but I went back in like a day later and I was like, I still can't do it. I still can't I love do it, it because I knew that by April and we're in April right now, it's April 2nd. I knew like, I think about it now, if I had to go back into the office today, I would have been so miserable and it would have again felt so wrong. So from a personal perspective, I know how hard it is. Now we are so blessed that it was not, it wasn't really that much of a financial issue for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, but I know that especially the times that we're living in now with inflation, but even outside of inflation, like living in the modern society, it's very difficult now to be a single income household. It's not impossible, mm-hmm. but it requires a lot of sacrifice. It requires sacrifice. So, you know, taking a step back, coming out of like the personal perspective of it, it, it is something that I think women have a really hard time with because going back again to this whole selfish thing, like women really like their job. They, they find meaning in their job. They find fulfillment and feeling like they're important and they're productive. And so I think we need a complete restructuring of what it means to, to, to find meaning in your life as a mother and as a wife, because we do, we need women to make the sacrifice right now to, to stop working outside of the home so many hours and devote the vast majority of your time. You know, and I'm, I'm not saying, I, I know we live in the real world. I'm not saying that every single mom should quit her job. I know that I am. I know Bryson's saying that. I'm saying to see this is how womanly I am. I know I'm coming at it from like a compassionate point of view. Like I know a lot of women and a lot of husbands and wives, maybe they're not there yet financially. But if you, if there are some major sacrifices you have to make, if you got to get rid of your car, if you need to move into a smaller home, move into an apartment, all of that is so 
so, so worth it to raise your children right and to educate them because right now what's happening in our society, there is nowhere else that your children should be except in your arms and in your home. What? Of course. You know, school was literally created for propaganda. Yes, that's exactly literally right. why yes. school was created. Um, and the, the, the public education system. And what's interesting is that we, when you look at history, women used to find great meaning in having children. Matter of fact, if you read the Bible, women used to feel desperate and they would do something they shouldn't be doing just to have a child at times. Yeah. They found meaning in having child. They found meaning in, 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 in serving, you know, women used to like knit the clothes for everybody while they was at home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Knit the clothes for everybody. And they found that, um, uh, a lot of mafia families did that too. Uh, <laughs> back in the day, I'm saying women found many cause that's, it's not like, being a homemaker is like just easy, breezy, beautiful. Exactly. What? It's harder than a job. It's very hard. It's really hard. Because, you know, because especially back then, too, like they were doing everything around the house. And especially, you know, like back in the day, it was a family business, right? Like you had to provide and farm and do everything for your family as a unit. And that's something that I think we really need to, to think about returning I back to. I agree. And I know, I know it's hard. I know a lot of the women out there, especially young young women, they think that they can work and be a mom. I I'm saying this, I'm saying this flat out. You cannot work full time and be a mom. You, you just can't. And I know that's really difficult for people to hear, but I think the sooner that we accept that difficult fact, the sooner that I think we can, we can see society start to turn around. I love it. I love it. Now, hold on. Let me see. I don't want to go over the limit here. Okay, we had 29 minutes. Screw it. I'm going to go oh, way over 30 minutes. Not way over, but I, I have another question before my last question that I, asked, that, I, that I ask everybody. So how do you feel about censorship? And I'm not asking that like all these other people ask it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm asking you this because I just watched a part of this documentary, right? Now, as you know, I keep the Sabbath. Uh, I'm a, I keep the Torah. So I'm obviously not anti-Semitic and I'm obviously um, not anti-white either. So the reason I say both of those things is a double-edged question. So first I'm going to go with the, because so, somebody tried to call me anti-white yesterday. Me, Bryson Gray, anti white. Who, who called you that? Somebody on Twitter. People on Twitter. I'm gonna tell you why. Zuby posted something. I didn't even agree with Zuby's post, by the way. He said, um, "Not being racist is a life hack." Is what he said. Not being racist is yeah, a life yeah, hack. Yeah, he's like, not being racist is a life hack. Now, I didn't really care too much for the tweet, but what was interesting to me was a response to somebody where they they pulled up a picture of a of a case of a black person killing a white kid. And they said, uh, they said, well, I just want stuff like this to stop happening. And until this stop happening, if this makes me racist, then I don't care. I don't want any part of your life hack. And it's almost like, you know, so they were implying like this is like a black person thing. Like black people kill, right, right, go around yeah. killing white kids. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, I drag the black community all the time because the black community is disgusting, degenerate and needs help. But I see this thing to where um, a lot of people. I like consistency. So when people call statistics about black people, they, they should be called out by anybody. Somebody said, well, only black people should call it out. No, 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 no. Everybody should call out statistics. 13%, really 7% because it's usually men, really mm-hmm. 6% because it's usually men are responsible for 51% of homicides in this country. That is nuts. But what I brought up to somebody, because somebody started sending me a lot of cases of black people doing bad things. So I pulled up the statistics. I said 88% of people that are caught with child porn are white. 88% are white. I said 70 
over 70% of people that are jailed for child molestation are white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I said. I said, can I say, do you want me to go around saying white people are pedophiles? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course not, because that would be freaking silly. I'm black, and I ain't never, I ain't never killed nobody in my life. Never gangbang. I don't walk around with my pants sagging. I used to back in the day, though, I was ratching. I ain't going to cap. <laughs> I was ratching. But I don't I don't do things like that. And I was specifically bringing this up for the cozy viewers because I know they, you know, I know I know they I know they I know they cringing right now. Uh now me, I don't care if you want to be racist, be the racist you can be. But it's about it's about logic to me. It's about pure logic. So what is your view on that? On what? On the how can I explain it? How do you view the conversation on Ah, uh, okay, I kind of see because what you're I had because I had Dalton here. He believes in race realism. He believes we're different because we look different, which is true. Mm-hmm. People of different races, per se, they have different body makeups and everything. Different genetics, D- different genetics. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's reality. When pro black people argue against that, it's like okay, you just need your feelings, you emotional, stop the cap. You know what I'm saying? And I do believe personally that this country was, I mean, built by white people. Yeah, it, I mean. Yeah, it was. I don't know what you want me to say. People got mad at me from the Did last people podcast. Argue with that? What? I I agree with Dalton on my last podcast with him, and people was calling me like, "I like the podcast, but this part is just is just outrageous." How can you say this country was built by white people? I said because it was. I don't. Yeah. But I do think there's another side to it, also. Well, I I think that the problem is that we pretend like race doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and we don't. We don't live in some sort of color blind society, mm-hmm. and 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 I do think, even down to like health and the way that our bodies function, genetics do matter, and I think that we can definitely have that conversation, but it doesn't it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to fall into like this category of racism. Oh, you know everything I mean? is racist, Gina. Duh. Everything's racist. I mean, <laughs> even down to like I recently learned that. Like, black people respond better to a vegetarian diet than white people do. Mm-hmm. Like, there are genetic differences between races that it's it's totally okay to acknowledge. I agree. Do you believe in race realism? What is race realism? So. <laughs> you, heard, you, you said that term earlier. I don't know what it was. Who's Dalton? So, Dalton is somebody who also streams up cozy. He's a groiper. Shout out to my groipers. And I had him on. Um, and uh, I think most groipers believe in race realism. Okay. And, you know, I looked I look deeper into it after Dawson left my podcast. And it's like, races are different, but it's almost get to the point where they think people are inherently something because of uh, your race. So what's your view? Because I thought like, your view would be interesting. Because, like how Asians are smarter? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Asians on, 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 do have higher IQs, if you think IQ scores matter. But. but here's, this is my response to that. Something I've been thinking a lot about is that if you look at the way that American-born black people live in mm-hmm. America versus how black immigrants live, mm-hmm. it's a complete, it's like they're different races. They show it. Right? So, like, African immigrants, even Caribbean immigrants, they the way that they spend their money, the way that they take out loans, the way that they raise their family, their marriage rates, their divorce rates, the way they raise their kids, how many college degrees they have. It's, it would be as if they're a completely different race Correct. than American-born black people. American-born black people, I mean, it's like it's it's like a completely, it's a it's, totally different ballgame. It's kind of sickening. It, it is a little bit sickening. So that's why, so that's why I, I don't, I don't know. It's like how much, how much does culture play into it? That's also a question as well. And that's why I disagree because he, 
it's, it's almost like he, um, and a lot of a lot of people say this, that culture is like 100% tied to race. Like mm. you can't separate culture and race. Right. I simply disagree with that. Like I just, like to me, it's, it's obvious reasons why I disagree with that. I am black. I go with both parents. I've never been to prison. Right. Statistically, going back community, I'm from Hot Point, North Carolina, 40% black. You know what I'm saying? I used to get suspended from school nonstop. You know what I'm saying? But I was an aggressive kid. You know, I like right. I, I like to fight. It's reality. But I don't think people are inherently violent because you're black. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to, that's where I was going with to see what your views on that was. I wonder. I wonder. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't think I have an answer to that yet. Okay. But I will say this though. <laughs> Nick's review of the Oscars. When, did you see? No, he, re- he reviewed the Oscars. Oh my gosh. When Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Oh, I probably would have the most hilarious he, live stream of all so time. How funny. did I miss it? It was so funny. But even the funnier part was the next day when he was mad because Right Wing Watch didn't clip what he said because he was like, that was one of the most racist streams I ever did. <laughs> and Right Wing Watch didn't even clip it. But he was saying he was like, Hollywood and the Oscars and award shows used to be, when it was like all white people, it used to be like, the most innovative, creative expression mm-hmm. yeah. of American culture. Yeah. And it was very dignified and it was very, you know, it was it was just much different than what it is now. And he was like, and now after Oscar So White has been trending for years, now he's like, you've got all the black people in there. He was like, what we saw happen on stage last night is like what you would see in some, some sort of like savage country. You know, it is interesting. I said this on live. I said, it had to be somebody black. You know? <laughs> Like, listen, listen. Have you seen the the airport clips of the fights in the airport? Oh, my gosh. Why is it always somebody black? I've never seen white people do that. I've never seen white people do that in my life. No, I, but I do wonder because I think they have done, like, they, they have found that black people are more aggressive. What is it about the aggression of black people? Are, do you feel like you're aggressive? Is he aggressive? Yeah. What? I'm not too aggressive. All things I'm black, and I'm going to tell you why. And uh, the most murderous people, if you look at statistics, it may seem like black people are the most aggressive, but the most slaughtering people are not black people. Are they white? Those are Europeans and the Romans. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I thought you were talking about. But also, like, aren't the most serial killers that are not black? They're white. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Not only that, black people don't, um, you know, you're not going to hear about a black person, I got bullied, so I'm going to shoot up a school. You know, that's true. That's true. But also, that. I mean, look, there is something because black people are they're they're better at music and they're better at sports. You think better at music? I think it's like I want to say. Hold on, let me think about this real quick. Like better black people are music. better singers. Do you mean like if you if you right if you just like, like go to like a random like I grew up in Richmond Hill, Georgia, it's a little town outside Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. There's like churches everywhere. If you just like walked into a random black church. Everybody is singing. Oh, no, it's lit. It's like, lit. Okay, it's like I they need that. on the Grammys. You know what I mean? But I, like, they have soul. They have soul. Okay, so yeah. Maybe it, there is some. It, yeah. Okay, I do believe black people have more rhythm, but it's not just black people. Have you ever seen like Hispanic cultures get yeah, but down? It's, but it's different. It's okay. 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 Listen. The only reason I'm saying this is because when I was growing up, it was an argument. Oh, if Christina Aguilera was the best natural singer alive, I still think Whitney Houston's better. I told you, Shakira. Everybody I, I thinks still think. Christina Aguilera. Have you heard her sing? She's a beautiful. She, she is an amazing singer. I think she can sing better than Beyonce, naturally. I think so, too. But I don't think Beyonce is that great of a singer, though. I still think Whitney Houston, though. I don't know. Whitney Houston still. She's my number one. She, she do. does. But, like. So, black people are better singers. They're better, they're better musicians. <laughs> Gina they're, said confirm. They're, they're better athletes. Come on. You can't deny that. No. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, I will admit this you can't fact deny right that. here. Athlete, athlete, athletic wise, but the athletic wise, yes, in NBA and uh and um and NFL. NFL. But if you look up the strongman competitions, it's usually white man winning those. Yeah, but I think it's because black people don't like lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I mean, it's like black people are like, they like to run fast and throw stuff. Right? Okay, 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 okay. I will say that is weird, though. Okay, that's the one thing that is weird to me when it comes to speed. Yeah. That black is weird. Because I'm not going to lie, and I catch myself doing this. Shekinah, you know, she was adopted, and her brother, who was white, said he was around a 4440. I said, White people can't run four four forty. Then I caught myself saying that. I had to, I had to catch myself. See? Like, what am I talking about? See? <laughs> I'm telling you, black people are more athletic. So, but I wonder if there's like if if there's a connection between black people being more aggressive and being more athletic. Is it? Maybe because you need like a certain kind of like uh, aggression. Black, to be very athletic. black people Maybe? do. I don't know. Black people do talk more aggressively because when you go to a black shindig a black cookout or stuff like that you've been you've been well you've yeah. been one over here yeah your whole family yells at me all the time it's like love it's like it's like love, love. yeah, yeah. Love. It's, it's, it's all out of love so yeah you know our, our yeah. we loud and aggressive yeah, yeah. you know what i concede yeah, yeah. i concede gina black people are aggressive all right so black people are aggressive we can we can agree on that <laughs> I concede. I concede. Somebody in the chat said Hispanics can play some soccer, though. No cap. Really Stop can. playing. Yeah, but black people don't like to play soccer because you gotta like you gotta fake it, right? Because <laughs> you have to like when they they have to like act like they got fouled. Black people don't do that. Well, as they do in the NBA, they do act like they okay. So yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I do got another question before the last question, real quick. You can answer as quick as you can. I, uh, you talked about this with Nick interracial marriage, and I'm and I want to ask you about interracial marriage and how you feel about it because you're not white. So if I ask somebody white, nobody respects it because you know there's like a thing where people hate right. white people. White people can't say anything if anything a white person says is racist. You're not white, so nobody can call you racist. Do you agree with interracial marriage? Go. It's hard because my parents are. They were degenerates and they, they are their race mixers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I actually think, I think that it is better. I think it is better to, to stick to your own kind. My mom even told me that when uh -huh. I was a kid, my mom, I said this on my show with Nick. My mom said to me many times, you should make me cry when I was like an idiot liberal. She was like, just try not to marry a black guy. <laughs> she literally said that to me and it's not because she hates black people you know my mom yeah it's because I she, love your mom your mom is so amazing she cooks me mac and cheese she, she loves does. cooking with me she loves Bryson so she's much she's amazing but it was just because like she just she didn't want things to be so hard for me it's 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 much more difficult to make an interracial marriage last and so I think if we're talking about what's the goal here we want a better society we want strong families I do think that it is better to marry within your race. Now, I ask you that because everybody knows I'm not against interracial marriage, but I can't stand be simply because somebody came into my life, they say, listen to my podcast, and I say, how can you associate with Nick and Dalton? They they disagree with uh, interracial marriage. And I said, okay. I don't know why that's such a big deal. I don't know. I don't get it. It's so I think that's the biggest thing Grapers get cancer canceled for it's the race thing. Yeah, and I don't get it, especially because when Nick came on my show, he literally said he was like, "I don't think it's immoral." Exactly. It's not like he wants to legislate against. Nobody it. cares though. It's it's just that he just thinks that it's just better to you know marry within your race and share your identity with your child. And what's wrong with saying that? You Is said it? what? So you 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 supposed to say it's not race biblically, but it is about marrying your own um like 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 staying within your people. Like don't marry degenerates and worldly people. Uh even though um 
Abraham married in a uh, was it Ethiopian? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Moses, Moses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, interracial interracial dating is not a, is not against the Bible, but I just like why everybody's so triggered about somebody who disagree like who disagree with you. This, yeah. It was it was actually normal, but when a black person says it, nobody gets angry. Did you know exactly, that? Exactly, because mm-hmm. Killer Mike says it all the time. Umar Umar Johnson, whatever. They all say that. Yeah, but it's it, like it's it's it's. Wrong when a white it's, it's, it's wrong when a white person said. Yeah, it's because society hates white people. So, sorry, the white people that's watching. Y'all can't really say too much because, you know, it's wrong for you white. to even talk because you're yep. white. Um, okay, okay. You are hilarious, by the way. You have given me multiple clips. So the last question that I ask everybody, are you ready for this question? Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to not use the Hitler reference because when I use the Hitler reference, people get, uh, okay. like, spooked. No, I am going to use the Hitler reference. Okay. So, no, Hitler is known for, like, a few speeches. Uh-huh. You know, speeches that he says what his plan is, his agenda is. Martin Luther King is known for the I Have a Dream speech. Uh-huh. Malcolm X is known for multiple speeches. If you had to tell the world what is your goal, what do you want out of this country? What is your, like, message? Like, I am Gina, and this is what I want the world to know. What is that? Mm, This is what I want for our country. I want to recognize hierarchy. I want to abolish democracy. And I want our society to focus on strong families. And I want our country to be rooted in conservative biblical principles. That was short and sweet. Is that enough? Do you want me to keep going? I mean, if you want to, I love it. You know me, I answer questions like this too. I, well, so. first of all, we need to get rid of universal voting rights. That's like number Ooh. one. We need to get rid of that. It's like the dumbest idea ever. Oh, what, you just not be a felon and be over 18 and you can vote? That's retarded. We need to get rid of that. And I, I honestly do, and, and this is something that I, I think a lot of conservatives, they, they really don't understand. This idea of natural aristocracy, this idea of natural hierarchy, there's nothing wrong with hierarchy. In fact, the idea of hierarchy is is God's natural order, right? And so I think we need to start rethinking the way that society is built and get rid of this idea of equality and democracy because what it does, this chase after the false god of equality has ruined our society and has made us hate each other because there's no such thing as equality. That's a lot. Oh, okay. Interesting. So- that was supposed to be the last thing. Since you just said what you said, I do have a question. Uh-huh. How do you feel about women's voting rights? I mean, I so I'm I feel the same way about universal voting rights. Mm-hmm. Look, it's that's an interesting question. I obviously we need to abolish universal voting rights, but I'm almost at a point where I'm like, we need one vote per household. Oh, why do you do that too? Listen, I tell people all the time. I tell listen, if you are married, that household, the 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 I feel like that household should have one vote. Yeah, there's no reason why why. Both of you should be voting. Yeah, period. Yeah. I, I Gina is so based. I already knew you was based, obviously, because you're my homie. <laughs> but some of these things I thought you was going to disagree with, and you coming out with some bangers, cuz. Yeah, one one vote per household. Jeez. Gina, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, 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 listen. Tell people where to follow you and all of that. Let them know. Okay, you can find me on Twitter, Florio Gina is my maiden last name. On Instagram, GM Florio. And on YouTube, my friend Mike and I have a show called I'm Doing Great, the podcast. So, listen, watch my show. Thank you so much for the podcast. I like how you respond to questions. The energy, I love it. The honesty is rare that I hear women uh, talk like this, especially in public. So I don't know. Uh, well, you can't get canceled from anything. 
I don't know. I think I'm on the verge of getting nuked from everywhere, especially now that I've been on Cozy. I'm definitely going to get nuked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, you going to let me stream? Yeah, I'm going to hit up Nick for you. I love Cozy. Yo, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Hopefully, I can still live nearby. So if I need you on again sometime, we, you know, we can make it happen. Anytime. That is the Great Area Podcast, episode three, ladies and gentlemen. I'm reading the chat. Everybody seems to love Gina. Yeah, Gina is based. And I know you watched the clip Nick Nick said, or what he said, he like you. I know, yeah, yeah, he liked my baked goods. Yeah. I brought a chocolate cake for Bryson tonight. Yes, I love it. I love sweets. Gina brought a chocolate cake. Nick said, uh, I'm one of the few black he people said, he rocked no, with. No, no woman streamers. No <laughs> woman streamers. That's what I said to Bryson, I said, I don't know if Nick would let a woman stream. No. And Laura, I actually kind of respect it. Laura? <laughs> Lauren Wiss stream on here, so I feel like you should be able to uh, stream here. Gina, you guys are unironically doing a great job, but guess, yeah, their podcast is fire. We love Gina, though. Gina's pretty funny for a woman. I think That's she's pretty compliment. funny for a woman also. That's a compliment. Thank you. It's definitely a compliment. Well, all right, y'all. Thank y'all so Thank much. You. I'll be live again. Bye. Let y'all, I'm out.